In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me all the way across the pond is the rock parasite psychologist himself, Mr. Cal Cooper. Ta-da! Ta-da! Good evening, Ron. How you doing, buddy? You Okay. Good, good. I, you know, I had that big investigation over the weekend, and that was, you know, it was 12, uh, 2 to 2. It was a, a long one for me, you know, in person by age, you know, it's difficult. But it was great. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Hooten Mansion, but near, investigated it years and years ago. I'm looking forward to visiting there. Um, I keep on hearing so much about it, and I keep on uh, looking up some of the information about it. I find it fascinating, so it's going to be really good when I come over to the States to actually get to visit there with you and Brian. Oh, we going there? I, well, I don't know. At some point, I'd like to visit there. <laughs> Wasn't planning on it. The plans keep on changing all the time. At one point, I was told I was going there, but, you know, even if we don't investigate it, I'd like to visit the place. So... It'd be good. It's on the other side of the state, but that's all right. We can, we can, I can arrange that. We can definitely visit it. Also, since the uh, the last show, you also um, did the study group with Steve Parsons. How did that go? Ooh, that was interesting. Yeah, you put a lot of people to sleep. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> You know, I can tell when they're losing, when he's losing them is when they start getting up to go to the bathroom. Then I know, mm, okay. <laughs> no, he was fine. I'm just teasing. It was, it was yeah. really good. It was really interesting. Um, yeah, we, there were, there were some that were really, really into it. The, the more, uh, technical persons, some of the lesser technical persons were probably, you know, you know the way Steve can be. That's all I can say. Is it quite a mixed bunch then? I mean, your study group, are they actually, um, you know, do they all consider themselves ghost hunters or are some just enthusiasts? Oh, no, 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 it's all over the place. All over the place? Oh, yeah, you have people like spiritualist mediums, you have your, you know, you have your, you know, people that just uh, scientific and, yeah, it's everywhere, you know, all of it stuff. So learning learning about EMF meters and the technical equipment on ghost hunts was definitely some people's cup of tea more than others for those particular. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's the, the deal. It's but it, it was good. I mean, he was he talked for an hour and a half, and you know, that was like one thirty in the morning for him. So, God bless him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a 
But anyways, it was good. I, I, re- I enjoyed it. That's really all that matters, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but, I mean, this ghost investigation we did, you know, I was thinking of you all the time because, I mean, I saw a ghost cat, okay? And, okay. and then someone else, independently to me, also saw a cat as well. Yeah. And we did not. We weren't in communication. We didn't know each about each other's experiments, which was interesting. And of course, someone took a photograph and lightened it up, and there was some cat. So, you know, coincidence could be matrixing, probably, but hmm, sure is interesting. <laughs> I always love it when we speak about ghost upper. Uh, uh- uh, sorry, ghost apparitions, uh, animal apparitions. Um, like last time um, when we discussed some of the cats and dogs, and but cats are quite a frequent one that people always um, seem to experience in haunted locations, and more so if you've owned a cat and then it passes away, and you, you still see it sort of in the corner of your eye, creeping about the house still. Mm. So, um, did, did you did you both describe the exact same cat then, or? Uh, you know, it's in a darkened room, so you really can't get too much of a description. It's right. just the, 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 you know, it's just the thought that we each saw a cat, which is in different rooms and, and in different manners. So it's, it's interesting. And speaking about animals and animal ghosts, I mean, we have a young lady on our show who believes in snake ghosts. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Slithery well, thing. yeah. <laughs> Wendy Binks, how are you, my love? I'm fine, Eric. How are you? <laughs> so, I mean, do snakes have are ghosts, or can they be ghosts? You know what they could possibly be. Um, I've never seen one, but hey, and I used to have one, and he died, and it would have been nice to see him, but um, he hasn't appeared yet. Uh, remind us again, Wendy, why the name Snake Lady? Where does that come from? The name Slate Lady, I'm basically Lady because I'm no lady. Um, (laughs) I've got a right gob on me. Um, So, um, hope you called me Lady. And then obviously Snake is because um, my husband's year of the snake, but also Snake is very significant um, within witchcraft and within my psychic level because snakes obviously go in between worlds, you know, whether you believe that or not. And apparently, um, you know, obviously if you look at Medusa and you look at lots of other things, and apparently this snake is the the one animal that taught um, apparently females, human beings, how to give birth. I can't see how, but... Um, that's apparently so. Well, actually, they could when you think about it. Hmm. I mean, how does how does a uh, how does a uh, snake swallow a whole animal? Do I need to well, say exactly. any more? Do I need to say any more? Exactly, isn't it? Because how do they ever get something that big to come out of that little opening? I have no clue. <laughs> it detaches its lower jaw. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, you're that's talking about snakes. Okay, yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, let's talk to Wendy. Enough of the snake chit chat. Wendy, you are a psychic medium. You are a witch. You are amazing. Uh, what's what's going on with you? What's happening? Why are you doing this to me? Um, I think I need a straight jacket, really. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to be joking. Um, I've I've been like this most of my life, really. Um, mm-hmm. And I truly, I, I read a piece actually um, 
uh, just before I came on about um, psychics and you know means charlatans and people and people charging for, for spells and I was actually disgusted because um, everything I do on on my witchcraft level I do for nothing I only charge petrol you know, and, and, and that should be right because that's obviously, uh, you know, at the moment I've got lots of different things on and people seem to think they're possessed at the moment, which is a brilliant subject in itself. Right. Uh, <laughs> because obviously... We'll cover that, even, we'll cover that. Yeah. Well, even though I'm, I'm a psychic and I'm also a witch, obviously sometimes it comes down to the person themselves. If they feel as though they're possessed, then, you know, I'll I'll perform and I'll... Um, try and relieve or release it or whatever they wish to call but obviously you know I have had some experiences myself um, whether to say whether they're demons or non-demons or possession then you know I think that's um, debatable hmm. okay. we, only briefly, we only briefly touched on this at the, the end of the last show where we actually mentioned the um, psychic charging a, a client to lift a curse off of someone and uh, we briefly asked each other um, our opinions on the matter. So if you kind of incorporate um, witchcraft with um, psychic practice as well, um, aside from the kind of m movie beliefs about witchcraft and all this sparks flying when creating spells and cauldrons and making people levitate or turn into toads and so forth, do you think it's possible to actually put a curse on someone whereby they might just receive a, a duration of really bad luck? Or misfortune. I, you know what? Someone's asked me this um, not so long ago, and you know there is many myths out there from many years ago saying that you know, especially. Um, and I'm I'm sorry, I don't mean this in any any way to the gypsy, you know, um, line. But apparently, you know, gypsies and voodoo and all this lot, you know, and people can put it on. And as I said before, if people truly believe this within themselves, then I'm not going to disbelieve them. But what I will do as a witch is I will do a cleanse. And as you said, I'll, I might bring in some psychic stuff. Um, I've just actually done one where um, the government called me in. I can't say too much, obviously. Um, the government called me in um, and I had to cleanse a home. And what I did was I brought a paranormal investigating team in for the evening to check it all out and you know see if we picked up anything or if there was anything different and obviously they'd sent a photograph in and there was lots of different lights and there was a um, apparent apparition um, in a certain colour and it wasn't for us to disbelieve this but when I actually spoke to the lady the following morning um, obviously um, I just connected with her on a, on a psychic level and I said look you know um, you've just lost your um, husband not to, to death or anything but split up and said and you know it's hard to cope with children and etc etc and by the time I'd finished she was a little bit more relieved but she just didn't want to be within that house so obviously I just cleansed the house cleansed herself and she felt better for it and I've had nothing no comers back since so you know whether you say to me yes Wendy you know do you believe this or don't you believe it I feel as though it should be investigated more I'm not disputing the fact that there is or there isn't I'm keeping it open and I'm a witch so that's that's really kind of combining the witchcraft and the psychic abilities a lot yes, like um, yeah. psychic healing and also alternative therapies in a way rather than this kind of stereotypical view that people might have of witches so 
do you yourself do you not consider yourself capable or in the position whereby you might be able to put you know quote curses on people that's not my thing to be honest with you Cal um I didn't become a witch for that I didn't become a witch and say right okay I'm a witch now I'm powerful I and I can do this um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's just not it at all you know I became a witch because I believe in the elements I, I don't believe in in Jesus which is I'm not disputing and I'm not going into a row I believe in the sun and the moon what I can see um I believe in all the elements and I work with all the elements and I believe in positive so whether you call that energy like a positive energy or on a psychic level or whatever you want to call it aura whatever that's what i do as a witch and most witches did that they became doctors the, the you know there was midwives they was you know to, to be about i'm not saying there isn't but mm-hmm. I, it's not for me I, you know i don't do that i'm i like to help people out the best that i can you want you want to hear something really really interesting yes please yes yeah. i do you know <laughs> you know how we acquire knowledge? Through Go books. On, lots and lots of lovely books. No, I we disagree. Acqu- we, actually, we actually acquire knowledge three ways. The first way is experience it. We learn by experience. So, for instance, yeah. if there was a fire, we stuck our hand in it and we burnt it. We yeah. realized that fire can burn. It's hot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second way is by rational thinking. Uh, we see someone stick their hand in the fire and they scream bloody murder in uh, their hand blisters and we therefore, or we put a piece of paper in it and it goes up in flames. We know that fire is hot. And then the third way, the third way, where we, require, we acquire 80% of our knowledge that we know comes from listening to someone else. Mm-hmm. So we have no firsthand evidence, or we aren't it doesn't, that whatever they tell us is true. So that is faith. So, I mean, you, you, you say you're a witch, you don't believe in a lot of things, you can only believe in things you see, but that's not exactly true. You are believing on a lot of things that a lot of people have told other people through the years, and that is faith, because you have not experienced it for yourself, and you not have, haven't deducted it. Isn't that interesting? I suppose in many ways that's why a lot of people struggle to kind of discuss topics of the paranormal because you've just said with learning through observation and experience. If you said to me, oh, Cal, the other day I, I was cooking something on the stove and the pot fell off the stove and I burnt my hand. And I can relate to that because I've probably done the same thing at one point. But if you said, oh, I saw the, the ghost of a man sat in a chair in this old mansion that I went to, I've never personally seen a ghost, but in that case, you've seen one. So I can't really relate to it through experience. So, you know, all I can do is take your word for it and the words of others. But in that case, I can't actually take the experience from it. I've never witnessed that firsthand for myself. I've just got right. to... It, you, might, you might deductive reason it as well. I mean, but if you can't, in other words, if it's not in your realm of experience, then you, that would fail as well. I mean, you couldn't accept that. So, I, I, Wendy, I, I'm sorry to get off, but that's, I mean, basically what I was saying when you said the, the part about you can see the moon, you can see the stars, yeah, you, you can't see them, but that's all you know is that you can see them. You don't know, be honestly, that they're even there. In, in reality, well, that you, where yeah, they are, exactly what they are. What's that? What's yes, that yes, they, exactly. It's only what I see. Yeah. 
It's really cool, and I, I'm not trying to say it to, you know, cast any aspersions on anyone, because, I mean, like I said, 80% of our knowledge comes from what other people tell us, or, and, it, and it all depends who you listen to. Right? Yeah. So yeah. We, we, can, we can see the moon, but in reality, we don't. We've never been there. We've never experienced it. We really don't know what it is. It's only what other people have told us that we think it is. Well, yeah, because they tell us that the moon affects us, don't they? Yeah. You know, emotionally, and we 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 don't know that. You know, does mm. the moon affect us emotionally? Does it not? You know, affect us emotionally? Like, even though you know, I put a a, a title to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's because that's what I wish to do and that's who I am. You know, and I think that's what makes us, you know, individual and, and, and what what we like to do within our life while we're here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's cool. In reality, you know, people uh, don't accept witchcraft because they haven't, you know, they've been told by somebody that, it's you know bogus. It's just like so. I mean that that's how you get that. And, and if you don't believe in God, then you know that's the same way. It's it's you, it, it's interesting. I just you know find it fascinating that we rely so much on other people's thoughts rather than our own. I have which to is, agree because my neighbour across the road um, yeah. she moved in a couple of years ago, and um, I found this very amusing actually because. A couple of my other neighbours had, had gone and told her what I am and what I do. And, of course, our children was playing together and, you know, like kids do, he'd messed up this kid's coat. So I went across to offer to clean the coat. And she put her head down and I wondered why she kept having her head down at me. And she said, look, I'm not going to look at you. She said, because of what you are. And I said, I beg your pardon. And she mm-hmm. said, well, I've been told that you're a witch and you'll curse me. Well, I just laughed that loudly. You know, and I just said to her, right, so because someone's told you that I'm a witch, I said, obviously, you have you seen me coming out in the front garden and doing these spells with this cauldron and blah, blah, blah? And she said, well, no. I said, do I look as normal as you? And she said, yeah. I said, because I am love. <laughs> you know, and we've become really great friends. But because someone else had told her stories about me, she believed them. That's true. That's true. That's just social labelling for you, though, isn't it? I mean, if someone tells you, oh, the guy next door, he's he's a criminal, you start looking dodgy at him or trying to avoid him yeah. or making sure everything yeah. at your house is locked up when, in fact, you know, it, it might be just because he's got a speeding fine or something like that. He broke a law. He's just been labelled yeah. criminal. <laughs> you know, just these labels. We act on the labels that we, we kind of receive in society by just placing them on different people, and then that just makes us so prejudiced against different people without kind of agree. truly seeing what's going on. I have to agree with you there, Cal, because, you know, th- there's that much going on, you know, and as you could put, as, as I've, I've put a few quotes up today on my Facebook and, you know, and it's not anybody in particular, it was just a quote and it's amazing how many people think that this has happened to you and, and then they all start taking sides and you've got this, that and the other and it's like, oh my God, you know, and I, I do these things for 
you know, the same as you for testing <laughs> to see how people's reactions are and what they do. And, you know, and and it is, and it's, it's the same like um, my kids, believe it or not, one of my children goes to a, a Church of England school and I walked in and they, and they asked me, you know, um, and I said, look, you know, there's no other school I've got here and, and you're the Church of England. And, you know, um, I wish for my kids to learn everything, but we are pagan, you know, and Wiccan or whatever you want to call us. And um, at first I got a no, I got a, I got a written apology, you know, because... Oh, really? That's cool. Yes, from the school, because the school actually said, no, I'm sorry, we don't believe whatever it is you're saying. And, and I went, pardon? <laughs> and I said, look, you know, uh, I've, we was there before Christianity, and of course I go into the argument like I do, and, but I didn't want to. And then the education actor sent me out a letter and say, I do apologise, blah, 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 you know, your daughter can join the school. So um, that kind of like uh, knocked me for six. Mm. So uh, you've obviously done a lot of research into your own background with witchcraft and how it's developed over time. Do you think it has actually developed a lot over time? I mean, it, what's modern witchcraft like now compared to a few hundred years ago? Do you know what, Carl? I'd like to say that I have looked into it and, you know, and, and I'm studying it and I'm doing this, but I haven't. And the reason why I haven't is because... Then, as you said, if you're reading somebody else's book, then you're reading their side of things and how they see it. So I like to learn uh, along the way. Now, obviously, you know, I know about the Pendle Witches, you know, and I know about mm -hmm. the bits and bobs. And, you know, I'm learning, like I didn't know um, the Hellfire Caves even had to, you know, witchcraft there until I'd gone down and found out. And, you know, and, and as you said, you have to look it up and, and check it out. So I was quite fascinated. But I do feel as though... A lot more people are interested, obviously, but as to changes in it, no. It was on the news again not so long ago, wasn't it? You know, and that was absolutely disgusting from, from Africa where the sister, you know, killed the brother. And they said witchcraft. Right. So to say, you know, has it changed over the years? Not really. But it has in one sense and it hasn't in another. People see witches, some, some witches, as hippies. A lot of people say neo-pagan, you know, Egyptians and this, that and the other. You know, Wiccan, pagan, there's differences. There's this, that and the other. You're either are or you're not. And that's mm. how I see it. So you, you mentioned going to a haunted location to do this sort of clearance or um, putting more positive vibes into the place. So does that actually involve with your side with with mixing the psychic abilities and the witchcraft does that involve a process of spells or mixtures of herbs and remedies yes. does, yeah um, so what, well it wasn't visited again um obviously um i was invited um from the ghost adventures lads to to go down and i can't tell you too much because obviously it's about to be aired but what i can say to you is is obviously i will put a, a spell together and I will use um, part of history. So you are right there, Cal. I, I did use a part of history on um, some gods and goddesses and, you know, brought them in and this, that and the other. But what I did do within my witchcraft is I went to that era, looked up that era, checked out that era, what sort of things they would have done, and then I, I kind of, like, put it in that way and then brought her into a modern. Right. So did these spells actually... As you say, you've, you've researched the area to then make the spell. So what is this spell? Is this um, a, a, an actual spoken spell or does it actually involve 
right talk okay me the process a bit, bit more bit more okay no problem <laughs> i can't do that one but i'll do the other one okay okay i mean um, do any, let me just add this in as well i mean do any of these spells actually come from books on noted witchcraft spells or is no, this just no. you, you you kind of this, sculpt this it as you me. feel best this comes from okay. me, but I will use okay. gods and goddesses, um, you know, Greek and, you know, it depends on, as you said, the era and what, you know, I found out it was Roman, so I used Greek goddesses, okay? Okay. So I did it that way. Um, when I did the Rams Inn, um, yeah. which it took me an hour just to clean the place, so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was that rough. Hey, we're not talking yeah. about housekeeping, are we? Sorry? We're not talking about housekeeping, are we? <laughs> just went round with the mop and bucket and the hoover yeah there you go <laughs> so it's just a quick clean you know before it took me that long and basically obviously I'll use certain things that was used um, and is used still today like incense candles, candles is a big thing okay? right um, elements is a big thing salt is a big thing because salt's a cleanser of many yep. stuff isn't it from food to all sorts okay so I use black or, or white salt Okay, not that it makes a difference in colour, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if, if I think it was for effect, to be honest with you, the black salt. And basically, what I did is I put words together. I then, because um, they wanted a dark spell, okay, and I refused to do it. I actually mm -hmm. refused to do the dark spell, but I put it together for them. So I brought in a succubus. Okay, which was known back in that time. Obviously, you know about succubus, incubus, that sort of thing. Is like sexual predators. <laughs> and Zach wanted this specific um, thing to come in. So I used a lot of candles. I opened up a circle. I went, you know, because I, I, I like to go in between worlds. And I believe that if I put a, a sword around or an athome around or if I do like a magical door and I keep calling in, I keep chanting and, I, you know, and I use these candles and I ask upon, then I believe that they'll come in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that making sense to you now? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I actually written um, a spell, um, and obviously um, I can't tell you it <laughs> because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might go out thinking they can go and try this. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd written it up, and obviously um, the the three lads, well, especially Zach, um, decided to to do this spell for himself. Okay, yeah. so basically I didn't open up that circle. I didn't do anything. They did. All yep. three of those lads did it all themselves. And then, obviously, things started happening. Now, obviously, I, I can understand from your point of view, you know, when you're in a room and there's, there's a few people within a room, temperature can change. Yeah. But we was all in this room. The room was nice and warm. It went from, you know, warm to completely freezing, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was checked and, and whatnot. And then, obviously, what was happening, you know, I did, I did actually um, hear noises myself you know we all heard a growl we all turned at the same time both me and um, I think it was Aaron had, had seen a shadow at the same time and you know Zach we can't really talk for because he had scratches on him and oh, wow. so, um, you know I, I can't really <laughs> say anything more than that because it wasn't me that did the spell they did <laughs> so do you ever use any of these spells more than once then or is it a different one every time I try not to use the same one because everybody's so individual. 
Um, and, you know, obviously at the moment there seems to be, um, right, because a Catholic girl decided to put a story into a magazine and saying that this witch had helped her get pregnant twice, which was very personal, and took my coven over 12 months of work, um, she decided to sell a story for a couple of hundred pounds for her kids, you know, and I was asked for my side of things and I did tell them little bits but not a lot and and then I was inundated obviously um from people asking for fertility spells and you know yeah. uh, I get I get asked that too so anyways we have to actually take a break so uh, you want to hold that thought because we're coming up to the break right now you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Cal Cooper and Ron Kolick and our very special guest today is Wendy Binks the steak lady and we'll be right back after the following messages on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear X family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Sir Cal Cooper and Lord Ronald Kolick. And our very special guest, Wendy Binks, right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. So, Wendy, uh, you were talking about maternity smells, and once somebody sold the article, uh, you got inundated with it. So, so what did you do? I mean, 
Well, I told quite a lot of them when they obviously emailed me and a lot of them was, you know, they've been trying and, you know, there's this and that and the other and, and I had to, to basically say, look, you know, it's a very personal thing. I, I got to know everything about them, including their sex life and, you know, and, and it's not something you go into lightly and it's, you know, it's not promised and different things, you know, for different people happen and in the end I actually just told a lot of them that I was very busy and, um, you know, that we really do need to go and seek, you know, medical help. Mm. Because really, you know, um, the lady that came to me had known me for quite some time and they both came together, you know, a husband and, a, and herself. And I went through, it wasn't just witchcraft, you know, we did go through, you know, uh, health and, and everything else. So, you know, people could say, oh, well, OK, he took his mobile phone out of the pocket, so it could have been that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be the fact that, you know, she'd lost some weight and started walking the dogs or, you know, so there's lots of different things. And, you know, and if, if she believed that, um, that, I you know, and we're very happy as a, as a coven to say that we helped, you know, her have children, then, you know, that's great for us. And but at the end of the day, it comes down to yourself as well, you know, as a big part of you, isn't it? So. Yeah, and I, I get a lot, and I did. I did actually bind two um, gentlemen together because they both come and asked me many, many years ago, um, and I was only young, and you know I must have only been about sixteen, and I, I did a binding spell, and it did work. They both um, ended, up, and I, I warned them that they'd hate each other, and it was only like seven years later I told them, you know, are they ready to, you know, have the spell broken and. You know, it worked. I feel sorry for my husband because I've tested it. I tested voodoo doll on him. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I'm sorry, I did. <laughs> Wait, where do you put the pins? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what I did, it, was, it wasn't like that. <laughs> um, I actually done a wax doll and I took some of his, well, what hair he had on his head, and put on the doll. And I didn't give it a heart and um, I didn't make it warm and I put it in a very cold place. Now, obviously, I'd asked his permission weeks before and he'd said, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, like, please forgive me, like men do sometimes, they don't listen. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, so Excuse I decided me. to do it. Yeah. And uh, he was shivering in the bed, actually, for for about three days. Nothing spectacular happened, but he had a quilt on, he had everything else. He didn't have flu, he didn't have anything. And the minute I put something over the doll and warmed it up, he was fine. You know, and he was, you know, his attitude changed. Um, but after a couple of days, I thought, you know, I think I'd better tell him and uh, destroy the doll. <laughs> so, I hope he yeah. was okay when you destroyed the doll. Sorry? I hope he was okay when you destroyed the doll. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Callie just um, doesn't come like to like too many places with me anymore. <laughs> That's always concerned me when people say they use voodoo dolls. I mean, what happens when it comes to disposing of it? Because surely whatever happens to the doll happens to the person. So you can't just take its arms and legs off or tear it to pieces. Or you know, how do you dispose of a voodoo doll? Basically, um, obviously, it's the same way that you you perform it. You're, you're performing it, and you're performing it with care. Okay, when you're doing it in the first place, and you try to make it as 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 lifelike as possible. You know, you don't just put a make a wax doll and just put a couple of little legs uh, you know, on it and, and little arms. Hey, that, yeah, that could be a test there, you know, to see if he shrinks. 
<laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> Um, but no, um, it's not enough the same process. If you take care with it when you're first starting your spell, it's exactly the same, but you do your spell the opposite. Okay, so obviously you'll go clockwise to open up a circle. You'll go anti yeah. to, to close it. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, got it. <laughs> yeah. you also... Don't be Oh, no, no. I thought there was an on and off switch on Voodoo Dolls. It was there somewhere. No, there isn't an on and off switch. Some work, some don't. And actually, I don't like to call it a Voodoo Doll. I like to call it because a lot of people say Poppet Dolls, Voodoo Dolls, you know, Wax Dolls. You know, um, Poppet Dolls are better because Poppet Dolls are more like healing dolls or, or you know, um, positive, more positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to to go back on the previous topics that you mentioned of um, using different things in haunted locations, I have to skip back to the previous show where we were mentioning my brave adventure into the tombs in Egypt. <laughs> and oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, and we were um, discussing some of the ancient ghost stories, and um, it, it's just kind of clicked during the show that I suppose in a way you can kind of see the ancient Egyptian priests in many ways as being witches. Um, because yes. they, they were using incense to take to the tombs maybe twice a year to please the ghost of the tomb, the ka, which lived in the het ka, the house of the ka. So, as I mentioned before. Snakes. <laughs> Sorry? They used a lot of snakes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're certainly depicted in a lot of the um, hieroglyphs because they were considered a, a sly, sneaky thing. That It was always the depiction of sneakiness to have a snake in, in something, especially when it's um, some sort of sneaky death that's being documented whereby someone was poisoned and didn't know that their water source or food source was being poisoned or generally describing sneaky characters were always depicted as snakes there were some places well, animals which... animals yeah. was a big thing in egypt wasn't they especially the cats and the well obviously isis because I, I know a lot about isis but i won't go to egypt cal why why because yeah. um and i've never been i don't even own a passport Okay, so um, hopefully I'm going to America next year with a passport, but I haven't got one yet. Um, but for some reason, I just feel as though Egypt, um, the tombs and whatnot, is is a very peaceful place. I know we have to learn a history, okay, mm -hmm. but I feel as though it's meant to be a very peaceful place and it's a sacred place. And I just feel as though if you go in there, you know, you'll bring something back or, you know, um, a negative or, or an energy of some sort. Or, but that's just me personally. That's what I, I wonder, think. I wonder if I've brought anything back. Probably. <laughs> we'll find out. Nori, I think. Yeah, yeah, I found her there. She'd been resting in one of the tombs for a bit. Oh, brought her back. She's fine, though. She's happy. You know, I really yeah, don't but... worry about witches because I have a, a witch's jar buried in the backyard, so I'm protected. I don't worry about that stuff. A witch's jar? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Wendy, Wendy, you 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 must have heard of the witch's jar, and correct? Yes. Okay. It's meant to bring in luck, and it's meant to bring in prosperity for you, and it's meant to keep witches away from the house. And what's it? And what's in the jar? Nasty well, stuff. that comes to a personal. Um, some people can use, you know, um, grave dirt. Some people can use nails. Some people use coins. Some people, it, it, it's a personal thing. Brush, uh, what was that? But it, what's that? What did you just say? Glass shards. Glass shards. Glass shards. 
Oh, glass shards. Okay. Glass, glass. Pieces of broken glass. Glass in shards. Glass shards. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> but but the, uh, the this um, it's how you fill it, I guess that that really matters, and that's kind of the nasty thing that, and I don't really want to get to that. <laughs> So who put that in your yard? Did you do that, Ron, or you had someone come around and do that for you? You'll never know. You never know the way way Van Helsing walks. I just all I can tell you. You you might be in for a big awakening when you come over here, Cal. You're going to give me a jar full of glass. No, that's it's much much more than that, my love. <laughs> going to give you the skull instead. <laughs> so I mean, Wendy. It seems almost vogue now that, that people call themselves Wiccans and witch. I mean, I, I don't know, is it the same way in the UK, but over here, like, you know, it's like the hottest trend. It's not in the UK. Well, I, I don't think it is. I don't know what Carl thinks on that. But, you know, we have got, there is a following, but most of them are hippies and just really want to go and get high and, uh, you know, have a bit of a party. Um, there is some, obviously, some really good witches out there, um, you know, from from Britain and, you know, they do an awful lot down Glastonbury, you know, and I've noticed now that Liverpool seems to have, you know, quite a few and um, I've only just recently found out where I lived in Chester that they actually, you know, accused um, uh, a monk and two ladies of being witches, all of them, and, and hung them. So that was interesting. Mm. I haven't they hung them? Did you say yeah. hung them? They hung them, yeah, but they, we didn't used to burn witches too much over here. We used to hang them. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what they did with the uh, Pandal witches, um, the ones that were um, kind of um, caught and taken out of the um, well, Pendle Hill and accused of being witches. They were hung. Hanged, yeah. sorry, should I say. Hanged. What yeah, is it? Me. Pic sorry, pictures? Me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Pictures are hung and people are hanged. That's that how it works? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we say that. I, we got our hands slapped when I was doing criminology and kind of uh, ancient punishment or early punishment at university um, in my first year. And that's where we were taught by the lecturer. He said, meat is hung, people are hanged. So <laughs> we always had to make sure that whenever you refer to a hanging, it's a person that is hanged and everything else is hung. That's right. Oh, sorry, yeah. that's just my commonness. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't. Oh, I understand. I mean, you, you do realize when did I am a lord, right? You know, my name is Lord Ronald Colick because I own title piece of land in the UK. So oh, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> What's that? Is that the one in Scotland? <laughs> uh, where the hell is it? I don't know. <laughs> it I is in title piece of land as well. <laughs> you really? Side for you, Ron. I've saved it. It's in the garden. It's in Nottinghamshire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's oh, many lords right. around there. Unless you're well, claiming to be Robin Hood. Cal, this one, you'll find this one interesting. Yeah. Because they said that Robin Hood was the green man. The green man? Yeah, the green man. Really? Because obviously he did good. Yeah. And he, he dressed in green and whatnot, so that he was mm. the green man. Okay. All right, yeah, so I don't, I don't get the, the green man is what? Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get the connotation. Oh, right, okay. Robin Hood was um, quite well known, wasn't he, um, from... Um, Cal, you can help me out here. Well, <laughs> as to... Robin Hood is 
obviously known throughout the world now. And right, right. But what's, what's the Green Man thing? A lot of people say that because he was down in Nottingham, Nottinghamshire, you know, and obviously there's witchcraft there as well, that uh-huh. a lot of people believe that Robin Hood, because he did good and everything else, he was the Green Man of the Woods because he lived in the woods. Oh, so is that like a witch connotation? Well, I don't know. That's something I I'm, I'm still learning. <laughs> of course, if you saw uh, uh, Flash Gordon, you realized that uh, they had that same thing in, in that movie with Queen, the guys who were Robin Hoods in the wood type figures. So oh, yeah, that, was, that was Richard O'Brien, though, in Flash Gordon. That would have been brilliant if he'd have been Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Maze all over again. Anyway, <laughs> so we digress. So, Wendy, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? Um, through Twitter or through Facebook. Um, just look up Lady Snake or Wendy Binks and you'll find me. Wendy Binks, that's B-I-N-K-S? Yeah. Or B-A-N-K-S? It's, it's just, think, just think of Jar Jar, you know. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. There you go. <laughs> so you were the original Binks? I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, what, what, I, mean, I kind of like curious, I mean, you, you deal with witchcraft, you deal with the spirits, I mean, did you ever have really uh, an amazing experience that even, I guess, shocked you? Do you know what I'd like to say? I'd like to sit here and say, yeah, really great. I've had an amazing experience. The only experience I've had is most probably what a lot of other people have had. You know, I'm sitting there at 11 years of age. I'm sitting on a bench. I see a a monk walking past about seven foot. That To me, at that age, it's seven foot. uh, With no face and no feet. That's about the only thing. And obviously, I do see spirit quite a lot, you know, and in visitation or through readings or anything. But on my witchcraft level, I'd like to say, you know, apart from a few little bits, I'd like to say, you know, um, it'd be great if I could see someone, you know, like levitating and, you know, being possessed and and everything else, because then I would love to deal with it. But no, I'm sorry, I haven't. Have you ever seen the animal spirits? Because we were talking a little bit before you came on the air about, uh, you know, I actually saw a cat that wasn't there, I guess. And... uh, I'm actually the opposite. Um, I tend to link an awful lot, and um, I've, lo- I've, to be honest with you, I lost my dog a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, and I was very, very upset because obviously I had to go and put her to sleep. And, and my last dog before that it took twelve months before he even come in and said hello. But she was a matter of days, and the whole house actually heard it, including my husband, but won't admit it. Um, she's a little sausage dog, so she had like a cat flap. Where she had a bed, oh. where she had a bed and everything, and this cat flap went, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, and two of my teenage girls, my husband and myself, heard it. Husband put it down to something else, like he would, and you know they didn't. And and something happened to me the other day, which really um, shocked me because every time I come in, my little dog would run up the stairs with me. Um, and then run back down and then if the front door was open she'd leg out and start you know trying to eat everybody um and i'd I'd came in a couple of days ago and i'd I'd gone up you know to to use the ladies and and i ended up just talking to myself and going oh yeah i'm fine how are you darling oh you're my baby you know like you do in stupid voices and then i can remember walking down the stairs and going sapphire no and then i went oh my god 
you know, hand goes to face realising that my dog's dead. So even for psychics and witches and whatnot, these things can happen. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But uh, unfortunately, we have to take a break right now, and we have to listen to a uh, episode of Beyond Bazaar by my favorite girl, Vala Ventura. So can we play that now, Sabrina? Yay. <laughs> Never-ending hiccups. In January 2007, Jennifer Mee, a 15-year-old from Florida, got the hiccups. For more than three weeks, she continued to hiccup, close to 50 times a minute, despite trying many home remedies and consulting doctors. She held her breath, she put sugar under her tongue, she breathed into a paper bag and tried drinking out of the wrong side of a glass. She had blood tests and an MRI. Nothing worked, not even various people's attempts to scare the hiccups out of her. Why the hiccups began and what they were a symptom of could not be determined. They ended as abruptly as they started. A Freaky Facts from the Book of the Bazaar, available wherever books are sold. I'm thinking, what would I do? You know, it, 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 I think, no, I'd go to, and I, I, this sounds awful. I'd, first of all, I'd go, as you said, she's, go to, she's had her MRI scan, she's had everything else. You know, um, there's, there's got to be something there. The best thing to do is either go and get an exorcism or something and then come to the witch after that. You know, and then get cleansed by a witch. Or you could go and have, you know, healings. You'd go and try everything, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just go for, for one thing. But possession or cursed? No. Hmm. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, uh, I, I, you know, so you, as a witch, do you believe in curses? Do you think that, that you can curse anyone, put a curse on them? I, th I think that if people believe that they're cursed, then yes, they're cursed. Okay. And I will help and do the best that I can to, to remove it. Um, you know, I can't, I haven't experienced enough for me to say, right, you're def you've definitely been cursed, right, I can deal with you, you know, and get it sorted. At the moment, I've got something that's very interesting um, with an email at the moment um, down in London. And a lady has said that her daughter is talking to a man through the mirror mm -hmm. and that she thought her daughter was going mad. Um, because he's been predicting and it hasn't been coming right, been telling her to do things, and she thought, oh, my God, no, I need to get to the doctors with my daughter. And she said, I thought that this, um, and she said, and then I walked into the room and then I seen the same old man in the mirror. Um, so at the moment I'm in the middle of, of just, you know, cleansing the house and, you know, because obviously she's a teenager and you know, teenagers, you know, can, can bring in all sorts and bring in their own energies and negative energies. So 
I'm in the middle of dealing with that at the moment and seeing if they can do it themselves through a simple house cleanse, through a cleanse within themselves. And then, you know, obviously I have said to them that if they wish to continue, they'll have to pay my petrol because obviously I'm the opposite side. Um, and then I'll bring in a paranormal team and, and obviously I'll, I'll do the best that I can and, you know, work with her and see so, and, and try and talk to the spirit or whatever that's attached to her. So why do you need a paranormal team? That's the part well, I can't understand. a paranormal team because first things first is you, you need to find out whether there's a spirit attached to her or not or whether there's just spirit within that house and that she's seeing this spirit in the mirror and it's behind her and just talking to her. It doesn't mean that it's in her body. So I would bring in a paranormal team, ask them, you know, to do whatever it is that they do best because they're the professionals on their field. And they, you know, they go and check it. <laughs> well, that's how I think. You, you, you got heartburn, Cal? Is that what it is? I was saying, are, are they professionals? I mean, have, well, are they taking a psychologist with them to determine whether it's kind of psychological or whether it's something to do with the building itself? I mean, well, exactly. See, and and that's where my skeptical side does come in. And at the moment, I'm still, you know, it's one of them, Cal. I get that many each week, and this person's actually gone from that to the phone, and I'm helping out, and you know, and it. And this is where, as I said, I do everything for nothing and I'm helping out for nothing. But if they want me down there, then I'm going to bring in things. I'm going to check things. I'm going to say, have you been to the doctors? Have you done this and done that? You know, before I even attempt to go down, you know, these things have got to be ticked off first. You know, and she has said that, you know, obviously they've been seeing a priest and the priest has been in and this, that and the other. So, you know, I'd like like evidence of all of this before I even uh, go any further. So, no, I don't take things lightly. I think in those cases, if they've called you in and they want you specifically, then uh, I suppose you've got to separate yourself from whatever this team's coming in and doing and just do what you, you've got yeah. to do because they want Which you to. So. It, they're thinking quite positively about whatever it is that they want you to do or perform. And yeah. as um, Uncle Steve has mentioned when he's on the show, uh, he doesn't like parapsychologists going into haunted locations, but this is where the physicist and the parapsychologist can kind of work together, work together in these locations better than maybe the groups are doing. Because if you have the psychologist there, you can look and see what's going on with the, the individual. You have a physicist or the scientist there, they can see what's going on with the building itself. I just worry if in these cases you have got a team going in that are using equipment that they don't know what it does really or they've got these kind of uh, misinterpretations about what the equipment actually does and then they're kind of feeding false information to the person mm. that's involved that is actually in distress and seeking some form no, of No, I don't allow that, Cal. I don't allow that because the team, obviously, um, you, like you know, um, the types I've worked with, um, Palo Project, you'll know them. Um, I, I know Steve Parsons well. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, I took them in. I've told them to keep all the information to themselves and write it in a report. Okay. And that was what I did with the government when I left it, where they had their report. I then... Um, performed my piece in the morning and then spoken to the lady afterwards of the, of the home and then of the report then we had a meeting and then, and then the whole report came out there okay as to mm -hmm. who got what so it wasn't to the person that to that family or what that person wasn't even there i wouldn't allow you know i didn't allow them now obviously this is a different case because yeah. they're saying that this kid's possessed 
you know, and, and, and I'm thinking, right, okay. Now, obviously, I've got a 24-year-old son that's, that's um, schizophrenic, you know, so I've had 24 years of it. So I know how to work. Um, and everyone is different before you say it, Cal. <laughs> Everybody is different. You know, people have some have ADHD, some have this. And, and you know, I, my son's got three different personalities. I have three different people when I speak to them. So, um, and that's something that's on a medical side of things. So I, I tend to, as you said, you've got to. You can't. You're playing with people's lives here. And you've, yeah. you've got to get it right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely right with that. Ron, have you ever been um, a location and, and been asked to go along as some form of advisor when this person, whoever's involved, has wanted some form of clearance? Have you ever witnessed that going on? I've been on exorcisms with the Catholic Church. Yeah. So I so, guess uh, that would fit into that category, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, the pizza's here. I can't believe it. Well, yeah, I'd have to say that there's going to be quite a big kind of difference, I suppose, as, you know, it, you can include, it is pagan, so it's religion, and well, then you've got the, the church going in as well, so they'll each have their own different way about going in. Oh, it is. It, it, yeah. I mean, but, you know, uh, I'm still I'm still Van Helsink. I'm, I'm versed in both religion and the, <laughs> yeah. the ways of the uh, witch and voodoo and many other things, but we won't get into it. So anyways, the pizza is here, and I, I hate to end this, but uh, we have to. Uh, we have, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Cal Cooper and Wendy Binks and yours truly, Mr. Van Helsink. So anyways, uh, Wendy, do you have anything coming up you want to uh, tell us about? Yeah, I'm doing a naming ceremony on Sunday, actually, um, which Ooh. is lovely. Um, and then I'm doing, obviously, I will be on Ghost Adventures in the United States over the next month or so. Oh, really? Uh, it was over here in the UK again. Um, so that should be interesting. Mm, that's um, my my good friend, uh, Jeff Belanger, uh, works for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Wow, I'm just going to have to see that, I guess. Yeah, have a, have a look. I'm not in my full attire. <laughs> not this time. You know, it's funny, my other friends, uh, Christian Day and uh, Kelly Spangler from uh, Salem were on Ghost Avengers when they did the uh, uh, Witch House in Salem, so that, that was cool. So I can say, I know somebody else. Well, I was actually <laughs> apparently on that show, on the Salem one as well. <laughs> oh, I you were? There. I don't know. <laughs> huh. Must have been astral projection. Must have been. <laughs> Anyways, Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, Cal, once again, I look forward for you coming over here. And by the way, uh, if anybody's in the New York area, I'm going to be up at the uh, Collinwood Estate, uh, which is the old Farnham House. It's a Dark Shadows themed B&B, and I'll be on the, with the Bond Bomb Show. Uh, uh, Ian Kerrigan on May 19th up there. So we're doing a ghost hunt event, which is cool because the place is loaded with antiques. So I'm really psyched about that. Yeah. Also, and what's um, that? 9th of, May, 9th of May in Portsmouth, um, Old Portsmouth, at the Royal Naval Society. I'll also be giving a talk on telephone calls from the dead as well. Ooh. Yeah, I want me talk. <laughs> yeah, it's available now. It's available. All right, time to wrap it. Good night. God bless everyone. Bye.
from ghoulies to ghosties. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs 